You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. All right. Aloha. Whoa. <laughs> this is that, yeah, the first setup. Still actually. a work in progress. But hey, we got it up. Yeah, it looks good, actually. We, uh... Yeah, I don't think so it's gonna, gonna turn it. Because I feel like if you move it and it falls, it's gonna be a hot mess. And then the light, it. no, because the light's gonna be just do it gently. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Cool. Our <laughs> heads, many, our heads are many, blocking many the mirror a little bit. I want to tell everyone about this mirror. Really, really, really talked about it. Cynthia <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to be doing this show right now. She wants to be watching the Super Bowl halftime. Halftime, not the Super just Bowl. Got back from her little vacay. Yes, I took a nice break, guys. Woohoo! <laughs> No, I'm watching. Well, I just want half to Rihanna. Okay. I'm a Rihanna fan. So. Uh, sound is fun. <laughs> we got six people. Watch. Yeah, so about the mural, we had our man. What, what was his? Uh, she didn't say it. Well, I mean, what are we mural referring man. to as? Mural man. Did he tell us his name? I mean, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, we know his name. Oh, all right, but we, but we don't know if that's. Sure. But. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a, a first name and a last anyway. name that we. We, uh, like two shows ago, we mentioned that we have the mural stuck down in Miami. It's been stuck there for like two years. And we put out a request if anybody wanted to deliver it from Miami for a thousand dollars in Monero. Somebody took, took it up and they drove it up here. Guy drove like, what's wrong? I don't, I'm just, uh, the space is empty. Drove from, uh, West Virginia down all the way down to Miami, picked it up and drew it all the way. Pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive in a matter of like two And days. then he helped us put it up. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. And he got here in like no time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really loving this angle of this camera though. I have to work on. Well, I think cause you wanted, you know, the two of us here. Cause originally, yeah, it's this. Once we get the light, we're going to put the light back up. He was helping us with that, but I was like, it was late already. Yeah. It was we like made him dinner. Late. We chilled. He got the thing up. Um, and then he like headed back out and headed directly home. Like, yeah, the guy was an animal, animal. Awesome dude. Very cool. It might be. Um, all right. So yeah, we were, we were going to skip this week. But I just couldn't resist, so I surprised Sunita with yeah, the fact I that like we were going. Yeah, I like walked through the door. The well, show. I mean, the whole world is like about to end. We got to do a show. I don't know what's going on. There's like UFOs. I was UFOs. on a plane, so I have to Yeah, I, I told Sunita like just look out the window like, first hand recording. Are you sure? Are sure, you didn't see? if you're ever gonna lie about it, now's the time. But you get time to figure out. Maybe I did. How do I know you're not a Is this part of the invasion? It is. It started with me. Yes, yeah, so yeah, we had to get, we had to jump on, and there was a lot of Monero news this week. Otherwise, we would have had a whole week. So we got uh, D Martian coming on Monero Mars. So I figured maybe he'll have some insight. If anybody would have insight into UFOs, it'd probably it's be D-Martian. Monero Mars. I mean, that's who I'm going to naturally reach out to in the Monero community. Right. Um, all right, I, well, I say we kind of move the show yeah, along. We'll along. get him up right away. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Monerotopia Jazz, uh, guys, buy your tickets, check it out. The site has, we've added a lot of you've stuff. Had, yeah, we've added yeah. speakers and projects, privacy projects, and privacy. So check those out and get your tickets today. You want to pull up the website? Uh, do that right now. We got some people in the spaces. So we got Stoke, we got Lip. 
Okay. Maybe we could hear from Stoke in a bit about uh, an Archipoco. Yeah, so just real quick, if you want to scroll down, Nita. Yeah, we have our schedule, day one, Friday, May 5th, local party, and also check-in, location to be determined. And then day two is when the conference starts at 10 a.m. VIP dinner is at 8 p.m. And uh, yeah, if you haven't gotten those tickets yet, you should uh, get as soon as possible because we're probably going to like cap it because we have a lot of yeah. people. So if you feel like you want to attend that dinner, please buy your tickets like ASAP because we're most likely going to be capping it shortly. <laughs> And then day three is 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. I mean, at some point, we'll make a point of like, the whole conference is then going like to be like dinner, which I, yeah, <laughs> we might as well just bring in food to the lawn. <laughs> um, yeah, scroll down fast. This mouse, <laughs> it's fast. So we have the Bang Dung is doing a really good job of yes. picking up where Monero Boating left off. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so these are the. We had Luke Smith. We have Dan. Taxation is Def Bierman. We have, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but from the Kapil particle. Kapil Amaris. Thing. Yeah, it's from part of the project. I did a Monero talk with him. Very cool dude. I see Elizabeth. So, oh, it keeps going down. Key, we added Key from Session and Oxen. And then we added a bunch of uh, like the private, like basically the projects that are going to have representation there. Basic Swap, Xano, DarkFi, Amir may come from DarkFi. Uh, I mean, he's not the just DarkFi. We're trying to get Amir in general to come down. Rose, Rachel Rose. Rose. Rachel Rose. Uh, we're adding the Lunar Dow. Um, they're involved in that as well, but we're going to have a presentation on DarkFi, a presentation on LunarDAO, Xano, Basic Swap and Particle, Basic Swap, you know, created by Particle, Oxen Session. We're going to have talks from Oxen, talks from Firo, Nim. I don't know, Trocador is not supposed to be up there. <laughs> we'll have a movie. He's supposed to move that down too. If you scroll down, we have our Adoption Alley. We're going to add a bunch. Uh, partner to showcase Monero companies that are doing a good job at help growing Monero adoptions. So we have, so far we have, they're the first ones we added, but yeah, Trocador is going to go there and we have a whole Monero market up there and then they'll have a presence at Monero token adoption stats. Cool. Yeah, um, and that's it. Yeah, that's really it. And again, as mentioned last week, validation suggestion. I uh, hear a few options. Check those We've out. Now, we now put them in order of price. So, so people wouldn't get freaked out. Well, oh, yeah, that's they, right. That was all. <laughs> Because they click on the first ones, it's two hundred forty bucks. I mean, like hotel costs is like forty bucks a night, fifty bucks a night. Hotel Lisboa, same thing, and they're both like five minutes. And then the other ones are super luxurious. Yeah, check it out. Check the website out. Um, Alrighty. Other than that, I guess um... let's get Martian up here before the invasion begins. Okay, we're we going to get guest the first, or we're gonna uh, do a quick price. Report. Uh, what do you think? Price report? Okay, price report. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, sorry, D-Mesher, but yeah, we want to get, yeah, we want to get Body up here. He yeah. doesn't want to, I think he's, he's had a long week. He was yeah. at an Arcapoco all week. Uh, Let's okay. get him up. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer to peer. I hear a fan. Is it hot where you are? He's in a plane right now. <laughs> he's hunting down the UFOs as we speak. <laughs> body does know how to play. How's it going, Body? Oh, it's good. Week? Before you jump in, how was it, Narco? Okay. Oh, it was awesome. Had a good bunch time. of good people there. Um, handed out a bunch of cards. Pretty much all the OGs that were there were like really stoked to go to the Narotopia. Nice. So hopefully, awesome. they bought their tickets already. But you know, everyone's having having a good time, so it might take another few days for them to get around. Yeah. Was it was it was it kind of like it was nonstop, right? Like kind of twenty four seven things going on. Oh yeah, 
Where, uh, how about the after parties? Really good. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. It sounds you're sounding like <laughs> lots of talking. That's, lots a that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah, I, I kind of lost my voice towards the end of uh, the week there. Awesome. All right. So did you did you present too? Yeah, on Wednesday morning I was on Danny Sesum's The Crypto Show. Oh, awesome. Yeah, with How was um, that? with Neil. Awesome. That was good. You guys talked. Uh, obviously, you talked about Monero and things. I imagine on there. Yeah, uh, Neil told everyone about Monerotopia, and then I talked a little bit about Monero, uh, you know, the importance of privacy, and then I kind of talked about just generally what to expect going forward, next bull market, which could still take another year or so to, to really get here, but um, yeah, just um, general ideas, general advice. A lot of people at the conference, you know, they're, it's their first conference, or they're kind of green to cryptocurrency, so uh, kind of just try to keep it simple. Get out of cap cap. All right, all right, man, take it away. Cool, so um, we definitely had a big drop since the last time we chatted. Um, so we've got the dollar index here. And if you remember, we talked about this channel here and we were kind of like halfway up that channel and then we sort of touching the top right here. This would be a good place for resistance to be found. And hypothetically, that would hopefully correlate with a bounce in the crypto markets and the stock market. Um, the chart doesn't look nearly as good as it did the last time we talked uh, about eight days ago. So um, it, it kind of shows you how a chart can break down quickly and it's important to be on price in real time if you want to be a short-term trader. Um, so I really haven't looked at price too much since I left. Um, so I kind of got my bearings again today. And it does look like there could be some problems. I still think overall it should be, we should be going into a continued uptrend. Um, but it might take some time to chop sideways to pull back a little bit further. Um, hopefully we can hold some key support areas in general and then we can hopefully see price move up some more. Uh, so kind of starting with the macro, we've got the Dixie here. Uh, trading just opened like I think about an hour ago. So right now this looks kind of like it wants to break but um, we would need to see it confirm come up. And if it does that, that could kind of signal uh, that we might be coming closer to the top of the range which would uh, probably correlate with uh, a drop in crypto in, in the stock market. Uh, we've got our reverse repose and this chart is very clearly trending at this point. So you have the volatility of the standard deviations uh, keeps expanding. We're basically trending down on the lower standard deviation and this should most likely continue trending down. Now there was there were some important things that happened with the Fed. Uh, not so much the Fed, it's, it's really the people who put bets on what they think the ultimate terminal Federal Reserve rate will be for the Fed funds rate. Um, it, people were kind of betting somewhere between 4.75 and 5, and now they're, um, they're thinking, or people are betting between 5 and 5 and a quarter. So what that really means is that oh, no, the market sorry. seems to be expecting uh, further continuation um, that the Federal Reserve is going to raise a little bit higher than they originally said. So that's kind of weighing on the markets. Um, we also have the SEC move against Kraken was a significant factor, I think, in, in putting some fear into the markets. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a terrible thing. The thing is, I don't um, know the size I mean, Obviously, it's bad uh, because regulations and these guys will you're gonna hear seem to be acting. Um, <laughs> no, you should be able to just 
uh, in a way that's mm -hmm. good. No, so, uh, I guess in your sound rate, thing. Your I just don't want to fuck this up, though. So we're going to have the inflation numbers next week. And the forecast is for them to drop a little bit moderately, not quite as steep as they have been dropping. So the CGI is in white. Do you, well, if you open up the sound mixer, is that it? What's that? I can't so I actually thought that these were going to be on uh, this past week. So I just had oh. the calendar wrong on that. I double checked it. So we should get the CPI on Tuesday and then we'll get producer price index on Wednesday. Um, let's go ahead and go to stocks. Take a quick look at this. That would be the S&P. And so we're still above the trend line, the overall bear market trend line that got broken. Um, you can see that this has kind of been a significant place. From the very top, this was basically the first place that got broke down to. So that's where price smashed down to. Um, it could take some time to try and get above this. We might need to chop sideways, especially with the market kind of repricing in the, um, the expectation of the Fed raising a little bit higher. Uh, than they at first were anticipating. Uh, the Fed didn't say that. So what was kind of funny is the Fed didn't say that they were going to increase their target rate or their terminal target rate, but um, the market is now betting on that. So um, yeah, that could definitely mean that we have a little bit more sideways chop here, some consolidation before continuing up. And it's really not a problem. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, well, last week I was saying that it's a good time to be getting into different positions. And with this pullback, this is probably a good opportunity to be buying up coins um, if you didn't buy earlier in January or late December. So I think the markets are going to look at these inflation numbers. And as long as we're at target um, or below, I think the markets will like it. And there's a good chance that we could go up. Um, but we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see because the actual charts, especially for crypto, aren't so great. Um, so here's, uh, that's Bitcoin. Let's go total. Okay. So overall total chart. We're still kind of looking at that final boss trend line uh, and we haven't quite broken out here. So that's not too unsurprising. Uh, you might remember I said that if we touch this line here, uh, it could be that that could pose resistance. Seems like it might be. Uh, we could also draw this line just slightly different. Like for example, drawing it here would be entirely valid. Um, we have to cut through some of those wicks, but it's not really a big deal. Which again is why you have to realize that these lines are kind of zones of resistance or support. And you have to treat them as such and not, not look at them as like hard, uh, completely immutable technical trading uh, signs. So that's the daily chart. Let's go down to the hourly and we can see where some breakdown happened. And you can see why if you're going to trade on a short time frame, uh, you really have to be paying a lot of attention. So we were in this channel and once we came back down this third time, you kind of broke that down. That's when you start getting really nervous and you might take some more profit um, if you're a short-term trader. So now we've kind of broke down here and I haven't really decided, made up my mind where exactly it's going next. Um, maybe it hasn't made up its mind either. Uh, so that's total. Let's go ahead and look at Bitcoin. Similar story, very same story. Um, but overall, we're still hanging out at the important place that needs to be um, that needs to be supported, right? Ideally, we want to hang out at the top of this area here, and then make our way up uh, towards the larger channel or the larger uh, downsloping resistance. So finally, we'll take a look at Monero, and we still have yet to break our overall bear market resistance, which is uh, looks pretty much like um, Bitcoin in total, but. Everything still looks pretty good. Uh, we kind of lost this smaller trend line 
right? This, uh, this more narrow one here. Uh, so we dip down below that and we're essentially, now we're going to have to hope, hope to be supported on the larger time frame trend line basically since the middle of 2016. So I still, uh, I'm not worried at all. I'm, I'm still a hodler here. Uh, I think the chances are very good that over the next few months we continue to have gains. Um, if you took some profits uh, last week, that would have been a good thing. We've got the, uh, the ratio, Bitcoin versus Monero. We've broken down a little bit, but remember we said it's possible that we might have to come flirt with the 006 line. Um, hopefully not. The divergences would suggest that maybe we don't need to go down any farther. So if you remember last time, uh, we were on the larger time frame. So 2885 minute increments is a 10 day rolling average of all the different um, divergences to Kraken. And again, this is volume weighted. So we multiply by volumes to understand how much uh, movement and volume was actually done at some price divergence. So last week we were, we were right here and I was saying that on the long time frame, it did look like they were pretty much running out of, um, of any excess Monero that they might have accumulated for the past couple months. Uh, so right now we're, we're kind of being in positive divergence again, which is really nice. Um, I, would, I would rather it just be flat, right? That would, uh, that would be easier to trade. That would kind of just be less fuckery, if you will. Um, so here's the shorter time frames. This is rolling four hour. And overall, you can see for the past few days, finance has been positive. Right, so we're up here. Uh, so that's nice. Hopefully, I mean, really, I don't want them to accumulate because it just means that later they'll kind of screw with the price and do volatility and whatnot. Uh, we've also got the longs and shorts have basically come down to zero. Uh, they've, they've closed. So we had some more longs than shorts previously, and those are just flat now. Uh, we've got the dominance for Monero. And not much to see here, kind of broke through that line, we're kind of down below it, maybe we'll kind of continue trending down that line for a little bit. Um, or if perhaps this is a bigger pullback, then there's a chance that Monero relatively could shine compared to the crypto markets. And I think that's about it. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to say about price, but um, I want to hear about the alien invasion. So I'm going to I'm gonna shut up and, and let uh, DJ Martian up the floor, or not. All right, well, I'll find something else. To uh, present, let me check the YouTube. Hey, buddy, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I, can I was hear just you guys saying. Now. Oh, okay, I think there's a delay. What, what's your What's your take on what we're seeing with the uh, the balloons slash UFOs? <laughs> it seems like a distraction. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely one of the theories going on out there. I mean, there uh, probably are aliens or something, or maybe there's like really advanced government aircraft. I, I honestly, I don't have any great opinions on on any of that. I don't, yeah. I don't study it too much. Yeah, nobody knows. I don't study much either. Um, all right, man. Thank you for doing this, and uh, we'll get the Martian up. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Right. All right. Move on to our guest segment. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android, too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. Hello, hello. You're muted. Okay. Hello. Dude, All right. There he is. Our, our expert. Now. Our, our UFO expert, Demartian. <laughs> yes, resident UFO expert. <laughs> I have a thing or two, a few thoughts. I have a lot going on here. Is it Martians? I think that's the, the number one question. And that um, I also will not rule that out. 
Wait, before you proceed, can, yeah. you, can you log into the Twitter as well? So you're in there in the space? Oh, yeah, I can log into the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, log yeah. in there and then give us your, uh, just so I want people to see that you're in there. Go from there. Bring, bring okay. Some yeah, just jump in the room there and then you can. Okay. Here. Okay, yes, I'm in here. Are we setting All right, up? cool. Yeah, and you can continue over right. here. Just lower, lower your volume there. So let's, you know, yeah, you figure out how to do Let's see. So, yeah, I wouldn't move out the month. Oh, hold on. I'm going to echo with the Twitter. No, just lower. Um, turn your volume down on your Twitter, on your phone, or just talk in the, you know. Okay, let's see. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you, don't, so you don't hear it coming out of Twitter. You don't want to hear it coming out of Twitter. Audio. Yeah, just lower your volume. We'll do that. Sorry, yeah, lower my audio. Okay, hopefully that works. Yeah, is that good for you? You get an echo? Twitter? You sound good on our end. All right, you hearing me? Yeah. Okay, you can hear me. Yeah, so um, I have a few things about... Yeah, I still got the echo. <laughs> Shit, all right, just log out of the Twitter. You gotta get out of the Twitter, and then <laughs> I think it'll work. <laughs> okay. All right. It's because you're getting sound coming out of there. Sorry, it was, I, it was a good idea, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so... There's, I, I just want to know if the if the Martians are here, if they if they have Monero, and what 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 they're using it for. We don't know how much, <laughs> but uh, if if it is if it is a UFO, it'd be pretty strange. I, I do have a, a few ideas about what we've been seeing, and it seems like, from what I can tell, reading the language what's in the press and and what with the Pentagon saying and everything. It seems like first thing that happened was with the balloon coming over the United States, they didn't know what to, to think or do about out it at first because they weren't prepared for that. Mm -hmm. The it was it was first sighted optically, so somebody a pilot saw it. And the Pentagon today said their radar wasn't calibrated to detect it in the first place. So there might have been things going on beforehand. And then the second thing that's going on is those missiles, they're they, they have three ways to, that they can be targeted. It could be with visual, uh, IR, uh, infrared with heat signatures, and then also RF. Um, and it could use any combination of those things for guidance. And they, they probably weren't sure if they were able to hit that type of target. And then secondly, there's a, another system that detects that it's separate from that guidance system that says, I'm near the target. It's time to, time to uh, go boom. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if they weren't probably sure what was going to happen when they hit that kind of target, um, but it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything weird like in the movies where the movie the missiles will go through and come back around and spin around. No, they just if it goes through and it misses, it'll just it'll just detonate itself. But so right now we're seeing a few different things, and what's interesting to me is that there's different objects. Yeah, um, they said, they said there's one that's cylindrical. Right. Yeah. So to to me, that's so the, if you have a balloon that that's meant for flying in the air with zero relative airspeed, and it can maneuver by changing its buoyancy to catch different air currents um, in certain ways. So it has limited types of maneuverability that way. They described this other one as a cylinder, and to me, that sounds like the blocky representation of a, a cigar. So that would be more like a powered airship. Um, I'm not sure who's sending these things out, but it seems like once this first thing got across and they tested the waters, they might have just sent everything else that they have overboard, or it might have been there the whole time that we were just weren't detecting it until somebody noticed this big one coming over visually. Yeah, it's it's very it's very bizarre, right? Because they're they're definitely not all balloons, right? 
it's pretty clear that they're not all balloons. They've they've said that they're similar air speeds, which to me, is, I don't think anything really moves similar similar to a balloon other than a balloon. Okay, they're, they're all they're all moving at the same speed. I didn't realize that. Okay, that's, I know that's that, like, what they were saying. First balloon was a lot higher, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that's also weird. Yeah, and the last one was like octagon shaped, right? The one that they shot over Michigan. Oh yeah, that yeah. So that that that's also really weird. <laughs> uh, I, that I mean, that to me looks more like a drone than anything. The the that one there, I was trying to look at it, and I'm like, it looks like a high, like a sport drone or something. I don't know, I don't know what that was, but it was at like twenty thousand feet, I think. So that would indicate to me probably okay. There's at least possible that it could be powered, but. I haven't seen one that runs like that, uh, but forty thousand feet—that's that's in the commercial airspace. That's not that high altitude type of balloon. That's something that I don't know. They might have been trying to get a closer look or something. Uh, it's it's really weird to go into that particular kind of altitude with that if you're not a jet, not flying around. So that that right there is already kind of confusing. There's lot there's lots lots that we don't know. Yeah. That's what we don't know. Where so where where, where do you think this is all headed? <laughs> Obviously, no. Where do I think it's headed? Oh, using using that that creative mind of yours, uh, paint paint this what the you know the next 10, 10 days might look look like. I think we're gonna see more. I think we're gonna see more UFOs. I think this is this might be the the start of something because when when we when when there's new objects flying around in the sky, there's only there's only one way that could go. We're gonna see probably more of it. Um, because it's it's the start of something new. It's one once once you start seeing new things flying above, that means somebody's somebody's doing it. Whether they're from this planet or another planet, they're gonna. It, it's a it's a new mode of operation that somebody wants to do. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does make sense, right? Like if it started, why would it just stop? I mean, unless everybody's like, oh no, those are just uh, you know these these weather balloons or these balloons that you know china's been using we just never really dealt with them in the past we kind of ignored them or something right if we ignore yeah if we if we keep shooting them down then it's going to be be an issue it's not the first time we've seen balloons come come from that part of the the world due to prevailing air currents because in world war ii there is there was an attempt by the the japanese to send balloons over the pacific carrying explosives um and they they made it over but they didn't really do any damage or anything like that nobody got hurt it didn't really land up doing anything but it's it's not the first time that it's it's been seen that that prevailing alien air current can help bring over a payload um so if they got one working and they're, they're trying new different experiments maybe maybe we're going to see some more of this stuff uh because it's cheaper than satellites and then just send up balloons. Yeah, and I, I guess you could get different information too, right? Right, because if you're like closer. Oh yeah, yeah. You you get different information, and you can dwell um, over a certain area. Those things have been used, uh, like by our own military, to great effect. And people have been thinking of um, on the Pakistani border and other places where people are thinking that these things are really useful for observation. Um, you, you see from from space, you can see a lot. But you also don't get the different angles. There's weather issues. Um, you can't see um, how something is changing over a short time period because otherwise you have to wait for however many for you have to wait for an orbital window basically for 
that satellite that you have in low earth orbit or whatever else to, to be able to spot what you need to get. Um, and th that's from so, so much higher up. It's, it's, uh, you need a lot more fancy technology. So if you get down low, then you, you're already much closer to the target. D. Marshall, what is what is your background here in this? I feel like you you do know a lot about these. Oh, I'm a, I'm an aerospace engineer. I actually work with these kinds of satellites, and I've worked with the balloons themselves, and I've also worked with the missiles. So I actually know. You know I um, knew I was getting the right guy on, man. I knew it. <laughs> You're literally the expert. Uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah, if you, if you want to pick my at first, I thought that that octagon shape thing might have been a, a a new type of graphene type of balloon that. Uh -huh. Just be just because of uh, there's only there's only a few ways it can move or something could move around like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have to have the way that it was moving around so fast. It would only work if it were just the angle and it was some kind of drone, or if or if it was something very 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 light, something with almost no mass. But I don't know the air air currents just don't seem to be able to explain what I was looking at in that video. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I could could. Yeah, I was trying to piece it together. I'm not sure. But yeah, why would they be all different types and size? Like, wouldn't there be one ideal version that's being used? Like, it's or like <laughs> they're literally testing these different things. Like, it's it's odd that they're coming in all different shapes and sizes, right? Um. Y yes, actually, and and the, we know that they have um, more than one of the same model. Like, for instance, Project Loon um, was existing for a while. Um, and they had that in Mountain View and they with lots of people trying to create these balloons. They're all the same model just to create um, a type of mesh network of, of Internet around the world uh, using the same exact principle, the same principle of, of uh, maneuvering using the different air curve. So that itself isn't novel for China. For China wasn't the first one to do it or uh, this is the first time we've seen something like this, but it's the first time we're seeing it come from and the way that it is right now, and especially that kind of big object. The one thing that balloons are really good for is um, heavy things, believe it or not. Because uh, if you if you just look at if you look up and you see uh, the cross section of a balloon, it's you get the radius, you know, pi r squared. You get the 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 area there, or just it's two r right. for Hold for on. distance. If if you but the volume though increases with three-fourths pi r squared mm -hmm. so you got an exponential amount more volume when you when you're doubling the volume and each time you double it you can carry massive massive amounts and a lot of things people have even proposed doing and we've gotten scrapped by the wayside is using those same air currents as uh, as freighters in the in the sky because there's a like a hundred mile per hour wind current that they could just catch a ride in and and that's that's they're flying a lot faster than they could could ever be in the seas and you can also land in places that were landlocked or otherwise hard to reach um and with pretty good precision especially because they nowadays they don't try to make it as much lighter than air they make it a little bit less lighter than air so that it's the shape of a wing too and that just makes it so that they they do need to spend some energy to keep it in the air using propellers but um, what, what you get out of that is that when you're trying to land, that that act of landing is a lot easier because it's actually it wants to sink. You don't need a whole uh, mooring team to to bring it down with all the ropes and try to pull it down. Struggle struggle to get it down like like you would in the past. 
Yeah, you would think we'd be seeing more balloon technology already. Like, like I mean, it was it was big back in the day, right? Obviously, with like the helium, um, right? Floats, but like, obviously, you know, they weren't they weren't the safest thing. So, wh- why aren't we? Why are we now starting? Like, what what change in the tech that you're starting to see more of it? Um, well, the helium was the big thing. The helium, <laughs> well, it's that in the Hindenburg. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, back back in the day, people they, they didn't see too much. Yeah, yeah, so there's the hydrogen because they didn't have access to the, the helium, and that was a huge public disaster. It made people scared of, of any kind of airship for the longest time, and but there was already helium out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that it's 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 a precious resource. It's non-renewable. Um, it's it's something that is already very highly sought after for like, nuclear applications and. MRI machines and all kinds of all kinds of things right now. So the, the price of that alone is what makes it very um, prohibitive. Um, so and also the fact that it's it's very small. It's just a little helium atom, and it'll go through basically anything over time. Um, so there are some some new technologies and something I've worked on where it will prevent that kind of leakage that that you normally get with any kind of helium airship. But um, that's it's still um, it's still rather new because it's a it's it's space is hard. <laughs> um, and but do they, yeah, do they use other gases? But nothing nothing else really, you know. Yeah. So there's there's like if you if you were to compare the two, helium and hydrogen are just about as good as in terms of lifting gases, and the next one below that is ammonia, and that's like way below. And like once you start like well, the thing is with with air, when it comes to, to things that are lighter than air, then as soon as some, you get something that's less effective for lifting, then okay, now everything else needs to get bigger, and then everything else it kind of compounds in the design, so it becomes impractical as soon as you start looking at an ammonia type of airship. But helium itself is is a uh, great if we can use that, and I think hydrogen will actually come back in a big way because in a lot of these applications. You're, I mean, yes, everyone's scared of a big burning uh, hydrogen balloon, but uh, or airship of, of any some sort. But uh, you, you people don't always need to be around. Like we launch rockets and stuff. I, I personally think that what we're going to be doing is lifting rockets to the edge of the atmosphere using hydrogen balloons, and then launch them from there. Mm-hmm. It'd be a, a great way to save save gas. But it's a little. There are complications with that too. So, um, but. They, I think they'll be overcome. Um, so don't be surprised if you don't if you see that coming up in the world. Yeah, using them as huge like shipping containers in the sky is something I like didn't really cross my mind. Uh, but that makes a lot of sense. I'm just yeah, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen it yet because it's really it's not a major technical feat, right? I mean, it's, it's no, it's just you look look at the the um, the way the air like things have, have evolved when it comes to the air. Aerospace industry is like SpaceX coming about. The whole reason why we had that, we had these old communist rockets because we back when Soviet Union collapsed, they didn't know like what's a banana, what's what's something cost in a communist country. They don't know how to negotiate, so they got these bare bottom prices, and then we kept using these Russian rockets for decades and decades. You look at what we have now with with our, our uh, regular 747s or other Boeing planes that they might be flying on and those basically matured industries. So having something new is 
a big endeavor and there, there's there's already the patents out for, for it and that was actually an issue with one of my startups is um i if one of these big aerospace companies gets a patent on something and then they just shelve it or sit on it until it's convenient for them and it might not be convenient for them right now so it's a way that sometimes a patent industry or patent uh system doesn't doesn't drive our innovation and can sometimes uh hold us back what do you think this the- theory that it may be like you know, Chinese government just trying to assess how we handle a situation like this, you know, things flying in the sky. Oh, know. everything, everything's about that. Yeah, no, <laughs> China, I think is, is, I would never underestimate them. Uh, people tend to look at Russia. I'm, I'm, I don't know why people, I mean, people are afraid of Russia and yes, they, they've got their aggression and, you know, there's lots to say about that. But when it comes to somebody that's like an entity that's powerful and is, it, is slowly worming its tentacles around the the world. I mean, they're already they're on your TikTok. They're they're worming their way into every facet of American life. They tested our electrical grids. They've they're constantly probing us in different ways to see how we'll react, not just technically but also diplomatically to see okay how how are things going to go before they proceed and do other things. And they they have kept a gentle touch, but I would I think that they're if you just look at the grand picture, they're slowly, slowly doing a lot of different things to gain influence in, in a lot of ways around the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this, it seems like the most likely scenario, right? That these are not just, not just the first balloon, but all of them are of the same origin, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's either that or uh, people realize, they say, hey, it looks like people are just letting balloons go across the sky. I guess. <laughs> I mean, by the time you launch them, these things had to already kind of be in route somewhere and get redirected to 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 our to our shores. So they kind of yeah, this didn't this didn't just like happen. It's something that was already kind of an operation in progress, and they're just like, okay, send the fleet, send the <laughs> or <laughs> send all the UFOs. They're not they're not <laughs> shooting down. Every shape we got, send it out there. <laughs> yeah, whatever's out there, then <laughs> send your octagons, send send your cylinders, send your whatever you got. <laughs> it's just wild, man. Wild times. Things are just—I don't know. I guess things were always crazy. They just seem more crazy now because of social media. We could just like tune in live and talk about it. Yeah, definitely. But I am—I I mean, honestly, I am a little bit glad to see balloons in the news. Just for the same reason that you were saying, like, why aren't we seeing more of that? And, you know, I, I think we should. I, I'm glad that people are starting to see, hey, wow, there's a good utility for these things. And they can put the, these whole giant systems in the air with, with solar arrays and everything else uh, and fly around. <laughs> Just if, if, if anything comes from this, I hope it brings some some attention to the technology again that that helps um, drive drive some innovation, hopefully. Making balloons cool again. Yeah, exactly. Got to make it. Think about all the, the all the kids in the world that are going to be happy. <laughs> they, they love their balloons. So, but it's the reason why I like it is because there's only one way to stay. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a, there's only one way to stay in airborne in the world um, without expending any energy, and it's using natural buoyancy. Mm-hmm. So if you can leverage that, I mean, there's got to be a way to leverage that. It's it's there's no other force in nature, not magnetic, not nothing. There's no magical thruster in the, that sci-fi is going to come up with one day. There's only one thing that can keep something at altitude uh, with 
without energy. So, <laughs> but like you said, but you need you need a material that's going to prevent the gas from escaping, though, right? As guess is- that's that's right. Yeah. So you just you just need material that'll keep the gas gas from escaping. <laughs> so it's a materials right now. It's a materials, and it's actually more of a lab to fab issue right now because we have materials that could, such as graphene, that can can do this um, with without adding any weight. Basically, just 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 fine. But it's a matter of processing it's a better manufacturing processes and testing and aerospace is aerospace is a, a lot like that it's it could take a while to get those things worked out i mean do you, do you have it do you think us is like way ahead of the curve in terms of this tech or is it potential that like you know china is ahead of the us in, in this area you know I, china is a threat i would say is uh, we've we've stayed ahead in pretty much every regard, but not all regards. Um, we look at their hypersonic missiles. People assume we have dominance. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, and I I think that we we just uh, shouldn't underestimate them <laughs> as they because they might have an edge, and there could be something we don't know about. Clearly, they're doing lots that we don't know about. We got to get a node miner in the sky, man. Held up, held up by balloons. Forget the, uh, the Bitcoin satellite. We're going. We're going balloon. I've actually thought about it. I'm like, wow, I could uh, upload upload a, a miner up there. I don't wouldn't. Right. I don't know why, but it, now, at least now it would keep something shot going. down. Yeah, maybe if you did it a couple of months ago, you would. Right now, you're not just going to get shot down. Yeah, because yeah, no. <laughs> right. It was a Monero miner upon close inspection. <laughs> <laughs> hey, think of the think of the publicity. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let's let's, uh, just, yeah. <laughs> let's get Tony up here, and uh, we'll we'll just do our regular news session. Can you hang out a little bit? We'll go over some of the other. Yeah, I'll uh, hang out. Topics. All right. Sure. Yeah. Get Tony, Tony where are you, Tony? <laughs> oh, he's not in. The... <laughs> he's not in the room. <laughs> he's in the room, but he's not in the. Yeah, he's not. Tony. If you're yeah. listening to us on so why... Spaces, uh, jump on Streamyard. Please. Jump on Streamyard. Why we wait for Tony? D Marsh, I don't think I ever really asked you what what is the uh, you know obviously you're into you're into rocketry you, you know you have these skills um, but what's what's the tie in with Monero and Mars other than it being a cool sounding uh, is is there some um, is there some yeah. vision there of of a future I, I actually I would I would hope so I mean people keep talking about the moon and people have been moving past it in terms of my industry. People stop saying, well, we're still, we're still looking at the moon, but now we're also looking at Mars and recolonizing Mars uh, or starting maybe a first human colonization of Mars. Uh And if we're dreaming big, if we're starting to think about us as species as, as a a interstellar species, then it's, it's time to think, Hey, you know, that's, that's how big Monero could be because it doesn't matter if you're on Mars or earth, this that's this kind of technology can can fly across at all. You think there'd be issues with like uh, maintaining nodes, you know, throughout the oh, right? Like, oh yeah, it'd, it'd be like a yeah, a little, <laughs> a little lag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's move on to the news segment. Oh, we got Tony. All right. We got Tony. Let's do it. All right. And now for our weekly news segment. Aloha, Tony. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> What's going on, man. Um, nothing much. Just catching up on all the UFOs and <laughs> the balloons and 
everything. We, we had we had to do we had to do an episode. We could we couldn't not be a part oh, of this. What do you think about the mural? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like we tried for such a long time. Yeah, but we to, made it happen. New York. And then um, okay. Yeah, thank God for the mention last time. And this guy was like, "Oh wait, I have a truck. I can do it." Oh, and so. then we chatted with the person, and then we're not gonna name him Satoshi Nakamoto, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into the news, everybody. Let's do it. We need some background music. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. How, was the, how was the halftime show? Sunita was watching. Yeah, the was, I'm sorry, D. Martian. If no, like, <laughs> I had warned him, I was like, "It's 20 it's minutes. Like, I'm gonna watch it." So I was watching it on my phone. It was good. good. It was good. It was very good. I love. It. It was, who is it? Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. How'd she look? She looked good. She's pregnant. She like announced. Yeah, she announced the well, obviously like oh, during wow. the performance. She was like big. So, like, oh wow, she's so yeah. she's pregnant. Okay. Well, yeah, she wasn't dancing that. It was like a mm. wonderful performance, but she too much because obviously she's pregos. Oh, but God. it was a great performance. Her voice is awesome. That's badass, dude. It was maybe great. Watch it. You know, maybe it's the balloon, balloon. She <laughs> floating away. She was like floating she's a, she's actually. <laughs> maybe it's the it's balloon. Like a performance. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so um, as we transition to the so guys, we're gonna talk about balloons. We're I can't believe about... D Martian is like an expert in, <laughs> in this area. That's I know. All right, let's... And we're gonna talk about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and then um is Chad GPT coming to Minerotopia? Unfortunately not. He doesn't have a or it doesn't have a physical form. <laughs> um but it can assist with answering questions and providing information about Monerotopia. Yeah, sure. I would advise against it because he's probably going to make a poem that is going <laughs> to say that you shouldn't go to Monerotopia. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. But let's get into uh, the actual news now. Let's talk about Dubai, which is uh, going to prohibit privacy coins like Monero under a new crypto, um, crypto rule. Um, it's under the Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority, VERA, and essentially you, you can't, you know, you can deal with privacy coins, they don't like it, but they do encourage, um, they do attract uh, crypto and blockchain companies, but if you're into privacy, it's, it's just not going to, uh, to work with them. Yeah, pretty big. Um, it's pretty big that Dubai is going this direction. D. Martian, you have any comment on that? Did you see that? This latest... I this latest banning? I haven't seen the latest banning. Bro, we got banned again? <laughs> yeah, we got banned in Dubai. Zcash and Monero. Were there wow. others that you mentioned? Uh, Zcash, well, uh, okay, removes mentions from of Zcash from headline and first paragraph. It is unclear whether Zcash is affected because the regulator made exceptions for mitigating features, which theoretically could include Zcash's unshielding option. Okay, so that's fine. Um, yeah, but uh, Nam used to hold the uh, Monero meetups in Dubai, and I'm not sure if she's going to hold them anymore. She posted on Twitter, yeah, we were tweeting about it, yeah. And, uh, she was like, I'm yeah. afraid, and I don't blame her, yeah. Like, why is she pretty, pretty crazy though? It shows yeah. it's kind of having an effect right away, right? It like makes people like it affects how people interact with Monero for obviously, sure. Obviously, it survives, but you know, it's definitely having an effect, yeah. But it's crazy, you should be able to just you know have a meetup and talk about it you're not gonna you know set up a business with you know it's accepting monero you're just gonna talk about it but yeah uh it's better to stay safe i suppose and uh keep it underground uh and unless... nam was saying she thinks they're gonna pull back on it at some point yeah yeah 
Uh, well, now let's take privacy, the digital pound, let's put it together and you get nothing. <laughs> so uh, the digital pound could coexist with private stable coins. That's what the U UK central bank says. Um, so they said that in much the same way that cash exists alongside private money. Now, cash is private money. So what other form of private money are they talking about? Um, and the digital pound does not need to be a dominant form of money in order to meet its public policy objectives. It can be alongside um, other forms of money, including stable coins. Um, so, and they're talking, and they're saying that uh, they're not sure if they're going to have a CBDC, which of course they're, they're, they are going to have the CBDC because everybody's going to, to have it, what in the form of uh, digital currency. And then they talk about privacy within the um, digital uh, pound, which they actually called Britcoin. Um, or I, I think it was nicknamed by um, uh, British people, but it's funny. And um, so there's privacy concerns that many in the crypto community have voiced. And they were also acknowledged without going into detail. The paper stated that an eGBP would be subject to regular standards of privacy and data protection. And then it says that users will have at least some level of privacy because transactions will be recorded anonymously on the core ledger. And this is kind of self-contradicting. I'm not sure if... So they're saying that um, it's going to be anonymous, but uh, then they're also saying that it's not going to be because they have user verification to prevent financial crime, and that the government nor the bank will have access to digital pound users' personal data. And what is what is that data? I guess uh, it's not, they're not going to have information on their transactions, or what is that data? Yeah. You know, or they're saying that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's what what most governments be coming out saying, right? Like, or not most, but like you like the US yeah. too, right? If they do a CBDC, they're saying they want to maintain, uh, you know, users' privacy, but they want to balance that with being able to uh prevent you know money laundering and you know but, but how do you do those things if you're not essentially uh surveilling it right in some in some fashion exactly but so but they're saying that the government or the bank would have access to digital pound users personal data but on this they're saying that digital pound would not be anonymous because the ability to identify and verify users is needed to prevent financial crime so yeah. what data is anonymous you know right. No, that's why right. all these yeah, countries keep saying that, right? They want to maintain yeah. the privacy that that people yeah. get with cash, but they want to be able to. Yeah, it's just obviously. So that's why it's it's not going to be private. Yeah, it so, seems like it's almost like uh, we we won't look yeah. unless unless, <laughs> unless, yeah. unless we want to. Unless and we then, really <laughs> really need to, and don't worry, yeah. we won't even tell you when we're doing that. All right. <laughs> it's like here's the house, but we have the the keys to your house, and yeah. we can go whenever you right. want. And as long as you trust the government, you should yeah. be good. Yeah. Uh, but then let's talk about the Biden um, administration's uh, efforts to ban crypto, essentially. And this is a lengthy blog by Nick Carter. Um, so you should definitely check it out and read it. But it's essentially saying that the Biden ad administration is making it more difficult for banks to operate with crypto firms or for banks, for banks to deal with um, clients that want to hold crypto. And then he listed a bunch of different events that lead to more and more uh, discouragement and regulations so that the banks would essentially not um, handle anything with uh, related to crypto mm -hmm. um, under the basis of, um, what did I say? 
there's uh, safety and soundness essentially that's the expression that they keep using uh let me give you a couple examples uh on this december 6th senators elizabeth warren john kennedy and Rod roger marshall sent a letter to a crypto-friendly bank silvergate uh calling them for providing services to fdx then december 7th signature um announces it its intent to halve deposits ascribed to crypto clients in other words they'll give customers their money back then shut down their accounts um january 3rd the fed fdic and the occ released a joint statement on the risks on the risks uh, to banks engaging with crypto not explicitly banning banks ability to hold crypto or deal with crypto clients but strongly discouraging them from doing so on a safety and soundness basis um and there's you know and he details a lot more events uh such as these um but yeah essentially they're trying to discourage they're trying to softly ban crypto and discourage banks to interact with uh crypto firms and crypto users right just kind of when we thought we were moving in the opposite direction right with like uh wyoming right trying to create a banking charter that was crypto right and there seems like now we're moving uh, we're losing ground right in terms mm -hmm. of crypto integrating with the traditional banking system yeah so it's like they're not banning it but they're making it difficult for everybody essentially uh then let's talk about um local bitcoins and the fact that they're not going to offer the services anymore um unfortunately this is because uh the very cold uh and long uh crypto winter during which their volumes and market share have continued to decline some, so, those, some big steps this week against crypto man i mean the the, yes. ban, the ban in dubai um you know this this move that the governments are making uh, in terms of making it difficult for the traditional banking sector to to deal with crypto and local local bitcoins dropping off but they said they said it had nothing to do with regulations right like they said yeah, it was no. the bear market that seems very odd i mean that seems strange right yeah because they've been operating for 10 years so they've been through a couple like and, and it would be there'd be more demand for it now than ever because you have people waking yeah. up to you know the desire to obtain bitcoins without kyc aml so there's i mean there's more of a market for it now than ever before right and yet right. they're closing it off right so Steve Marsh, do you have any do you follow that at all did you, did you hear about that local bitcoins closing down did you hear about it um no i didn't hear about that actually yeah it's pretty interesting i mean uh local monero is still up and running and yeah that's the one i usually use <laughs> Maybe we'll see a bump, bump in usage, even if people are looking to obtain uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, it definitely sounds like mysterious circumstances, though, for for them to end on the bear market. It seems like something else is going on there. Yeah, probably because if they've been for multiple ones, this wouldn't be the first one that they will go through. So um, I don't know. But I'll, um, let's talk about um, UFOs. And the Pentagon and the balloons and everything. <laughs> um, so the UFOs, people are saying that it's a distract distraction from Pfizer, the US blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, which I do believe that is true after my research, but um, I know nothing. Uh, big tech companies coordinating with the FBI, US Intel to censor Americans and influence elections. Uh, Epstein client list potential reveal deadly chemical release disaster in East uh, Palestine, Ohio, which we'll talk about actually because it's huge. Um, so it's 
strange that all of a sudden we have all these aliens <laughs> appearing in Canada, appearing in in the US. There's the fourth one, uh, the fourth object that was shot down, and the Pentagon is still live talking about it. Um, or I don't think they're talking about it right now, actually. No, they were talking about it before. Um, now, I have, before we get into the, the Ohio story, I have a video of um, a captured alien. Uh, for the people watching on Twitter, you might want to go on YouTube uh, to see it. Well, let's play the video. Look at the stars on the ceiling. Wow, it's like I'm back home. <laughs> what did you pay for this spaceship? Look at the stars. People are posting memes. People are making fun. I think I know that guy. <laughs> Marsh's friend. Uh, yeah, people are posting a bunch of videos of UFOs, all think, states. Yeah, yeah. I think the most interesting thing the Pentagon said was they they won't like confirm or deny right whether or not it's it's aliens. Right, they're they're open to any interpretations at this point. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you know, and it all happened in the same time when uh, this ecological disaster happened in Ohio. And Netflix actually, I think a couple of days ago, they released. I've been following that. What's going on with that? So. Um, okay, so essentially, I guess the authorities uh, blew up the train, a train that was carrying uh, hazardous uh, chemicals, and then it exploded. And um, a lot of people are affected. The water is affected, of course. Uh, it's like a Chernobyl, essentially, mini, mini Chernobyl. Um, and actually, a couple of days before this happened, I think Netflix released a new um, Netflix show, as far as I understand, and it's about this specifically. Ohio... And a train blows up, and then uh, this happens. So, uh, very interesting. Let's watch the video. It's only just um, a minute and 29 uh, seconds. Uh, but also, the press is actually being arrested. They're trying to tell the story of what happened in Ohio, and they're being arrested. So, let's watch the video. A train derailed Friday. 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit that burned off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. Residents say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Get <laughs> all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. Right, so... Yeah, people are saying that um, they're using now this these UFOs to um, detract from what is happening in Ohio and you know with Pfizer and everything essentially. Uh, but it's pretty serious. It's really serious. And um, let's see. Then Justin Trudeau actually tweeted about um, them taking down an, an, an unidentified object that violated Canadian airspace. Um, they shut it down. Uh, with a US F-22 
And then he spoke about Biden, well, as he spoke with Biden this afternoon, and Canadian forces will now recover and analyze the wreckage of the object. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's interesting. Are people like so tying, tying this into the balloon thing too, saying there's there's relations? I haven't been following the Ohio thing at all. Uh, some some people have some, but I'm I've watched one video, and I guess there's this one um official or someone from china and they said that they were using it for um environmental purposes for weather related activities and then it flew all the way to uh <laughs> to the us and then but i'm not entirely sure about that story and it's hard to tell because it's a lot of uh fake news and propaganda so it's hard to get the real information uh, but i think like all of this because we've you know we've had ufos appearing and stuff like that for a long long time but now all of a sudden you know they're all talking about it trying to get yeah. our attention bread and circus and circuses <laughs> well, what do you think d martian uh, i i think that there's just so much happening in the world and at the same time there's definitely things like that happening where the politicians are trying to distract us so over time i've i've learned to see more and more that the conspiracy theorists turn out to be oracles and tend to know tend to know things ahead before everything else everybody else does so i'm i'm uh, i'm always open-minded to to keep an eye on on what different powerful people are doing um but at, at the same time yeah I, i'm not i'm not sure I'm not sure about uh if, if these two things are linked or if it's just two things happening at the same time but um yeah it, it is unclear why why now with the ufos why are they showing up now uh who knows uh they have been working on them for a little while <laughs> yeah 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 we could try to um if anybody in the audience wants to try to jump in i'm gonna see if i could try to get you guys to jump in while we stay on this for a sec mm -hmm. um i've seen a picture on reddit and it said um the u.s facing massive shortage of conspiracy conspiracy theories as all of them have come true <laughs> <laughs> yeah conspiracy theorists are uh are doing well these days. <laughs> They're basically just news reporters now. <laughs> um, if anybody wants to comment, try to raise your hand. I'm going to see if I could do it while we stay on here without transitioning over. I doubt it's good. If not, I think we'll just call it at that point. We won't do uh spaces portion today, but let's see. If anybody's out there hmm? in the room, just raise your hand if you want to talk. I'm going to bring you up. Let's see if we get lip up here. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to add him as a speaker, and then you guys should be able to hear that's they're watching. Um, okay. what's, what's going on, man? Can you guys hear him? Lip, go ahead. You could talk. Lip, Lip, go ahead. You could talk. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this method is going to work. We're going to have to move over there. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't really hear him. No. Private messaging. Thought it was kind of interesting. What was it? What, what was that again? Sorry. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, we're going to leave it here. I don't want to jump in. We're not going to jump into the spaces. We'll go back to our, our regular method next week. <laughs> okay. All right. Guys, thank you so much for doing the quick show tonight. Um, and we'll we'll leave it here. Yep. I guess. Uh, Glad to be here. See, we'll see what the latest Martian news is tomorrow. <laughs> well, stay right. tuned. Stay tuned for hey, Marcy, tomorrow. Man. Thanks for jumping on tonight. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Right. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Later. Cheers, guys. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. 
We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.